An excerpt from Tomorrow Never Comes by VNV Nation. As the warning sirens sound and the world is at an end, what will become of us? Is there no one to watch over us? There'll be no laughter, there'll be no tears when tomorrow never comes. The second tower is on the horizon. The snow around here is thicker than it's been anywhere else you've traveled. The tower lies within St. Bologna's Ravine, and its base is so far down it fades away into the fog ocean below. There are no pathways leading to the tower, and no visible entrances or exits. Because there is a gorilla made of stone, and made of stone plating, the inside of him is softly glowing red. And he's clambering up the tower, like King Kong. Okay. This is fun. Hey, Red Eyes! Hop Tot. Hi! You should be heading north. The gathering is in three days. Do not stop here. Hang on, how have you not mentioned the fact that it's in three days? That seems like an important thing to remember. I mean, I'm willing to miss it, because I'm kind of doing a thing. This tower isn't supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be protecting it. What? A halfling protects their community, whatever shape that community may take, Pop-Tart. Not every part of a community is there for good reasons, though. It is not on you to judge. I'm not judging. I'm... But you know right from wrong, do you? Yes. You, little one, less than 300 years to your name. Yes, I do. I'm making an executive decision here. I'm going to attempt to scoop up Pop-Tart under my arm and bail. I'm, uh, I'm just going to pout all the way down. So Harbinger, as you're being taken through town, you can already see the bell from, like, she's pointed it out to you, but it's a bit of a walk. Uh, it's, it's on, like, this big platform. Yeah, I imagine it's rather titanic. Titanic? That's it. My fake name will be Titania. That's probably not taken. That's probably not taken. That's probably not taken. I want to replace the horrible heatsink tower with a beautiful, radiating, nicer warmth than this oppressive, sucking heat. That seems like a pretty good idea. Uh, yeah, I have them every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> gee. <laughs> I mean, I'm having a perfectly good time just avoiding this entire conflict that I don't need to be a part of. For once, Pan isn't destroying things and is happy with this. You're welcome. Remember that I am a good person? Sometimes? Pop-Tarts. Why? Why what? Why are you going against the code? We have rules for a reason, Pop-Tarts. I don't see why you don't see this the way I do. It's... Why is this rule even in place? Why aren't we allowed to interfere with anybody else? Because we exist to serve them. We exist to protect them. We are a reflection of our community. You're walking a dangerous path. Mate, you know what? Maybe I am, but at least it's one I chose for myself, and 
I'm not walking the path that some giant fish lady decided for me. I'm making my own. Anyway, so I think we need a little more room in bed bathing and beyonding, cause... Are you gonna take the dragon as a pet? I'm gonna try. It can't leave. It can't break the surface of the, the fog. Okay. Nefarious wishes you the best, but cannot come with you. I forgot about that part. I'm sad. <laughs> Good work today, everyone. I'm sad now. So let me paint the scene. The camera is low to the ground, south of the ravine, as the sun is starting to set in the distance. The pumpkin patch sails up into the sky, heading northeast, away from the setting sun, towards the Column City. Yuria, the advanced sensors in the ship do not give you time to react. They only give you enough time to look in the right direction, just in time to see what's coming. Just in time to see an angel. Looking at her fills you with awe. Time slows to a crawl as you see her so close to the control room window. Her six golden wings are massive and sparkle in the sunset. The very air around her seems to sparkle and shimmer. And you feel hope. You feel peace, Yuria. You feel safety like you've never felt before. She hovers there, in the air next to the pumpkin patch, for a moment that feels like eternity. You see her sword, blazing red, held aloft over her head. And as Knight slams the sword down into the catwalk, all those fuzzy, warm feelings come crashing down with it, replaced by the sound of every alarm on the pumpkin patch going off at once. Resm frazzin, rig raggin, while I immediately wake up from my nap and pull off my sleep mask, and go and look outside and start shaking my fist. And then I look at what Knight looks like now, and I realize what that means, and I start shaking my fist even harder. <laughs> yup. So Knight has wings now. She she is an angel. Knight is an angel. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I wanna. I wanna run across the currently one intact uh, bridge away from Curse of Chaos into the food court. Sure, sure. I wanna run away. Syria, so yeah, a lot of alarms are going off because a catwalk just got sliced clean through. So you guys sees Knight flying through. She's just gonna. Just kind of freezes up because of that whole feeling of hope thing. It's like, oh, no, that was fake. She's going to turn to Popper and say, be really careful. I don't have a lot of hope for the ship staying intact. I'm going to think about it for a little bit. Like, before Yuria does her thing, I'm going to think about it for a bit and say, let's try and save each other. Of course. I'm going to go down and help and see how Pan's holding up. I mean, I was going to to be doing the opposite and going oh. up to see what the <laughs> fuck just happened. So you're both climbing the ladder in opposite directions simultaneously. That's yes. very good. Of course, Pan's gonna overpower Yuria and she's just gonna sit on his shoulders. Hey, bud. <laughs> um, so... so. <laughs> um, Knight's attacking the ship. Oh, boy. She has wings. Oh, I, boy. I think she's an angel. Yeah, that's about when she notices you, Pan. Oh, shit. Okay. And she well, points her sword straight at you. I have come to slay you, dragon! Oh, then this is an easy decision. 
and she is going to swoop straight at you. Can I just jump off? Yeah, yeah, you can just jump off. You know, she's just gonna chase you. Well, he just gives a little, like, salute to uh, Yuria as he just jumps off and basically swan dives off the pumpkin patch. And she swoops down after you as you're both falling down into the waste below. He's well aware that he's the only one that she cares about. Oh god. Although actually, as she goes, like, she stops a moment, she throws her wing beast to Fliberty Gibbets as she's passing down. Oh, fucking good. It's time for me to play some fucking chess because <laughs> I was also moving uh, Tentacle Beast closer to Harbinger at the same time, so now it's like a fun mini game where, like, I have to get to my Tentacle Beast before that other one kills my ass. But actually, what it's doing is a little trick that I don't think you've learned yet, Harbinger. Uh, this is. Uh, as Gislin steps out of the Feather Beast. Oh, I kind of learned that. I mean, I can do my own arm fine. Yeah, you can You can do the basics of this. You can understand the theory now that you've seen it. Fine, I guess that's pretty cool. Well, time to roll to hide. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the best thing to... Let's see. What's the Heidi stat? Let me pull get up away. basics again. Or get away? Okay. Time for some grace under fire. Ooh, I got a 12. Fuck you, I'm gone. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> yep, you you can be unseen and unnoticed. Okay, so I'm definitely... I need to check on my son, Billy. So I'm gonna... Okay, so you're sneaking over to beyond. Yeah, that sounds good. Make my stealth way that way. Can my weird dog share my good, good stealth roll? I don't see why not. That sounds good. You can meet up in beyond. But while that's happening, while you're doing that... Pop-Tart, Yuria, you guys have an emergency. Yes. Okay, why the hell did Pan just jump like that? It was cool. I can go ask him. Wait. Can I still see him? Probably. Not okay. for too much longer, but probably. Okay, I'm gonna hop on him. Hi. Uh, not a good time. Why'd you do that? But she wants me dead. I'll survive somehow. And It'll... that's at the point where she catches up with you also and is going to be swinging a sword at the both of you. What do you do? It just cut through metal like butter. So how do you feel about your odds? I'm gonna get small so she misses. Because, like, presumably you go for the neck when you do something like that. Uh, roll to overcome. Oh, shit. <laughs> five. Oh, good. A five. Uh, she's going to damage your blood stat for starters because doesn't want you doing more blocking and dodging. And also her sword cleaves right through your arm. And there's an explosion of steam everywhere. <laughs> yup, as your arm goes flying away from you. Oh, wait. <laughs> she just topped your arm off. Fuck. Oh. Deserved that. Uh. Uh. Pop-Tart, your best friend just got his arm chopped off. I am so pissed. What the fuck? And Night Swoop passed you guys on the way down, by the way. She's she's very quick. Okay, so I'm gonna grab one of my poultices. Actually, I'm gonna grab three of them. How many do I have? Um, only one will even work, because you can heal the wound, you can heal the blood stat, but uh, the arm's not coming I was about to say, that would have been pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm going to slip one of my poultices into Pan's belt. So that he can use it when he's feeling a little bit safer. Okay. 
then I'm going to jump on tonight and keep her busy just by hopping around her and being as irritating as possible. Alright, spend a use of your pounce trap, because this is basically what it's for. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the pounce trap also distracts them for a little bit for the moment, so you don't even have to roll that keep them busy just yet. I would like to roll keep them busy, though, because I would like to sting like a bee. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Let's see if you can keep her busy longer. Keep them busy is... plus courage. I have a plus two for courage, so... Six. Is that the total? Uh, six on the dice, eight. Okay, with... plus two, so eight. That's that's much better. So you'll keep her distracted a moment, and uh, she will basically get to hurt you for free when she's done being distracted. Okay, but I can sting like a bee against her. Yep. So I've never used this before, friends. It's the core halfling move. It's a core halfling move that I've never used, because uh, everything else that I can do is so much more interesting. But when I keep people busy, and I get up 7+, plus, I can choose from a variety of options. I either get them to chase me around, which I'm not going to do because she's already kind of in pursuit of us. I can get her talking. I don't care what she has to say right now. Uh, I can also ask her a question from the look closely list, but again, I don't care to talk to her right now. I'm going to steal something small from her. Okay. Is there something specific you're looking for, or...? Is there anything I can steal from her that looks like it would be detrimental to her survival if she didn't have it? Pretty much all she has is her cloak and her sword and a little bag on her belt. Uh, I think stealing that will not impact her chances of survival, but it will definitely be something I think that would help you. Okay, I'm gonna grab it. You have a bag full of golem cores. Well, that's great, but... (laughs) (laughs) She was going to do a little bit of stupid bullshit with that, but now you have them and can do stupid bullshit instead. But we'll cut back to you, because back on the ship, things are happening. Yes. Alright, so Pop-Tart just kind of jumped. Yeah, Pop-Tart and Pan are off the ship. Ah. And uh, Gislin is starting to run wild and is actually smashing Fliberty Gibbets to bits. Uh, permission, uh, Captain? Huh? What is that? Captain? Captain? Yeah. Captain? Tapping the speaking tube on the thing? Captain? Captain? Ow, you're ow. the captain. Yeah, yeah, that's Hi. you. That's Hi. not me, that's you. Yes. Permission to blow Fliberty Gibbets out of the air? Permission granted. Alright, I'm gonna load up the tank. Ooh, I wanna do something really cool. Okay. Yeah, I wanna use, um... <laughs> okay. Look, this might not work, but here's what I want to do. I want to somehow fire a shell that has been enhanced with my Do Not Trifle with Wizard spell. Okay, so you're gonna, like, magic bullet this? Yeah, I'm literally going to magic bullet it, except it's more like magic cannon shell in this case, but... Yeah. Look. Look, the thing is, Harbinger probably pointed the cannon at Flipper to give it, and then was like, uh, you know books are pretty cool. I kind of don't want to blow up all those books. And it's like going to specifically code the magic spell to only destroy Flipper to Gibbets and just leave a bunch of books in freefall. <laughs> and then I'm thinking that maybe, just maybe, weird. I might just jump out with Weird Dog and see how many books I can catch. <laughs> because I have weird priorities, but I feel bad about all these books, okay? Okay. Okay, great. Fire. So how I'm imagining the spell is that the cannon fires, and then in the air, like, 
we see the camera slows down as time basically freezes for a moment as you work your spell. And the bullet grows to massive sizes, like a huge bullet bill. Radical, yeah. But with a bunch of, like, weird holes stitched out of it. Oh, that are just, like, perfectly shaped for all the books that are in midair yes, currently? Oh my god, that's no, beautiful. perfectly shaped like the bookshelves, basically. Oh, that's beautiful. And it slams through Fliberty Gibbets, hitting everything except the books and the bookshelves. Oh, that's so gorgeous. I'm going to take three damage, because that's just... I'm going to take three damage, like, just on principle. I don't know if my... I even used that many in that okay. spell, honestly. That was well, just I so mean, good. Well, I mean, that does mean you get to deal three damage to Gislin, who is invincible and has five health. So he'll take that. Yeah, so I'll just blast blast th- through three of those just real quick. Um, let's see. I'll figure out which senses to damage off my move. Uh, yeah, so I'll just quietly fist bump and high-five Weird Dog, who's probably the actual gunner, because that's their job. And that is my turn. Yeah, that's pretty good. So Gislin uh, survives because they have a giant shield arm. And how I'm imagining the, the bullet hitting it is that it hits the shield arm and just kind of stops. The rest of the bullet keeps going, but there's just a wall of metal in front of him. Yeah, but it took away all of his invincibility, so it takes a shield with it. Yeah, that sounds fair. Um, like, the, the shield is now in shambles. But he's still he's still moving. He's still going. And Fliberty Gibbets is gone, so let's remove that pod. So my house is gone, my arm is gone. Great. Au revoir. So the wing beast is now flapping in the air, and Gislin is hanging on to the catwalk that is dangling below the steam core. Oh, that's really nice. I want to try to finish off Gislin. Okay. Just gonna throw a wrench at him from the command tower? I mean, that's boring. That's boring. I also think it'd be pretty boring, actually, if he didn't get to do anything. So <laughs> he's climbing up the catwalk, as you're thinking, and enters the steam core. Oh, well, that's very rude of him. I'm gonna take out the... This is probably the last of my uh, flamethrower cartridges. I'm just gonna shoot straight down the core and fuck it. I'm trying to try to engulf Gislin with flames. Just gonna shoot a flamethrower down the quad core? Yep. I think that's gonna be a blood. Yeah, them. roll to finish them. That's a 12. When I he's damaged, though, because he's built strong, he gets the hit back, so this isn't free. Okay, I will... Okay, so... No, no, I know how you're being damaged. Oh, okay. So you shoot the flamethrower all the way down the core, basically, and you start doing that as Gislin was climbing up the ladder to you. The flamethrower engulfs him in flames, and then an axe comes flying through the flames and hits you in the shoulder. Your flamethrower veers off to the side, but you did hit him, and he's lying on the catwalk between Neptune's Playground and Steam Core, temporarily out. So that's a blood stat damage? Yes. I like that. And I have a free axe. Thanks, buddy! Well, it's sticking in your shoulder, but yes. Which shoulder? It's also an axe of orcish make. You recognize it. It's one of Vyre's weapons. Well, I know that I got it back. Sorry about the shield. Also, which shoulder? Uh, your your fleshy shoulder. Okay. Ow. The one that hurts more. (laughs) That makes sense. So let's go back to uh, Knight and Pop-Tart. And I forgot a thing, by the way. Oh? Knight's a threat to the world. Merely approaching her requires you to pay a price. I mean, I can damage my courage. You can. You can do that thing. That that seems actually the most appropriate, but Pop-Tart doesn't care. Yep. So now you are on top of Knight, and she is flying back up to Pan, who is still in freefall. 
Okay. Ignoring that, pretty much ignoring that you're on top of her. So what do you do? What do either of you do? You're both in a position to attempt the thing. Mm-hmm. Pan, you're probably still in a lot of pain, what with missing an arm. You know, I mean, I'm to use this thing again that I didn't really use recently. I have that dragon spirit, and if he's going to have his life flash before his eyes briefly, this would be a time to use that. Okay. Yeah, so I do need to roll to speak softly, though. Which, thankfully, is in perfectly good condition, despite (laughs) everything. Oh, thank god. (laughs) (laughs) Or all the 13. (laughs) We're a 6 and a 5 plus 2. Yes, so, so ask those questions. What what does this moment of insight bring you? What would they have me do next? Amorphous dragon god? Who permeates my being? They would have you live. Okay, you're helpful, smartass. Okay, no, 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 no. There's more to it than that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they would have you live because you can't die. That's useful. You are immortal. Do not fear. Do not hold fear. Nothing can kill you. What can you tell me about this archangel coming for my life? She is frightening, but you are stronger. You can break her if you can catch her. So, I I guess I've already asked the what do you want, how do I help you get it, but I'm going to ask that again. Okay. Just to give me a direct action in this scenario. Sure, sure. You want a direct course of action here, pretty much. Basically. Alright. So as Knight's flying up to you, you can't catch or touch her sword. But you can catch or touch her, and you do not have to fear the sword. Oh, okay. It will hurt, but it cannot kill you. I'm gonna use a combination of Blessing of Glory, my bond with her, and her arrogant trait to do something. Alright, I'm listening. So I'm going to attempt to use Blessing of Glory. I don't remember what that one does. That is the dragon custom of dragon magic, where you can force someone to listen to you when you use talk sense. Okay, got it. And then I'm going to use talk sense to... Hmm. What do you want from her? Because that's what talk sense does. Yeah. Her attention, I'd assume. Yeah, I want her to meet me body to body and face to face. Because surely a Rorialis's greatest warrior wouldn't fight from a distance like a coward. That I'm the one that she wants. All of those other mortals are not of her interest and aren't worthy of her attention. Okay. That she's wasting her time by playing Pop-Tart. And I mean playing. Alright, so you have to pay a price for the, but then you roll talk sense. And yes. the price, I, I would like you to just take damage because she's just going to stab you while you talk to her. Yeah. So. Also, I'm immortal too. You are. Well, I'm ageless. I can be killed. You are mostly immortal. You can be killed, but it takes a lot. Okay, so I'm going to roll plus, I'm going to roll plus grace because I'm trying to impress Dazzle or trick them. <laughs> Yes, that sounds good. Am I... yeah, I was gonna say, am I still on a... Oh, fucking... God damn it! <laughs> Can I get something right? Hey, wouldn't that... couldn't you roll with hope, then? If Pop-Tarts... Oh. Oh, well, I'm also... I'm also rolling with a... a bond with her. 
Yeah, you can roll with hope for this, because Pop-Tart is trying to also keep her okay. busy. And you have, like, three justifications for this. Yeah. I'll give it to you. So roll 1d6 more. Yeah. Come on, you can do it. Get a six, get a six. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Second one. <laughs> so there's still the same roll of five. Oh. Got it. <laughs> All right. I feel like I know exactly how this plays out. She agrees with you. As a sword runs through your stomach, out the other side, and you feel so much pain that it's difficult to stay conscious or focus. And she flies away with you and Pop-Tart into the fire planes. Ah. <laughs> that didn't work. She's just taking you two away. I mean, I'm still conscious I can do something, right? You can still do things, yes. I mean, Pop-Tart's probably upset right now. I'm extremely upset. You don't... I don't, I don't think it's public knowledge that he might be immortal. Just until they dripped out, drift out of telepathy range, I, hopefully Harbinger has the chance to scream to meet up in the Column City. I think you can get that across, yeah. Phew. And if not, I can always do magic message. Hey, I'm great. Yeah, it's true. You can. can I do in this situation? Not much. We fucked up bad, and we kind of just need to deal with that. Get really small and hide somewhere so she forgets you're there. I'm not hiding. <laughs> what are the other options right now? My best friend just had a sword put through his stomach. Pop-Tart? Pop-Tart, I'll be fine. <laughs> you have better things to do right now. No, I don't. Yuria and Harbinger are still in danger. I'll be fine. Pop-Tart, you are rapidly losing your chance to jump back to the pumpkin patch. Okay, okay. I actually have to make a decision here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to turn to Pan and tell him, I believe in you, and then hop to the pumpkin patch as fast as I possibly can. Am I still conscious? Barely, but... Okay. I think you're going to lose consciousness here after Pop Down yeah, leaves. because I, I, I don't want to, like, RP just him having this conversation with Knight as he hangs off of her sword. And the two of you are taken out of the fight. And the three of you are back in the pumpkin patch. Gislin is unconscious for the moment. A lot of alarms are sounding. Steam is rapidly leaving the ship from the various breaches. <sighs> I'm gonna... We just fixed all this. <laughs> I'm gonna order the bees on Billy to start stabilizing the three uh, that are around me. The three that are most afloat. Yeah. Just send some bees to like just like rope together. Even if the bridges are failing, like rope things together and like just fucking carry them upward. Basically weld breaches shut. Best they can, anyway. Yep. Okay. They start getting to the repairs, but that will take a lot of time. I'm gonna hop onto Yuria's shoulder and dump out another poultice onto her. That is both uses done. 
And as we said before, that'll take time to heal, but it is now in the process of healing. Probably want to get that axe out of there. I'll keep it. Well, I mean, not in yeah. my shoulder, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pull it out of the shoulder, and it's like, ow, it hurts real bad, but you got you got magic water working on it. But this is a really cool axe. I'll keep it. Yuri, are you okay? I'll be fine, but I need to know how well is this ship going to hold up? She points out to the side there, and yeah, all of them are kind of falling apart and all these alarms. I don't think it's going to. I would like to know how much time exactly we have left on this. Not a lot, because the air temperature starts to drop. It is it is snowing very suddenly. Fuck it. Yuria hits the emergency nitro button. Okay. So the ship starts moving faster, but it also starts falling faster as you start heading northeast. And after a moment, the blizzard starts to coalesce by Harbinger. Uh oh. Oh god. Hello, Harbinger. Okay, I know exactly what I want to do. As Aurora Alice appears in front of you. Yeah, I what know exactly do? what I want to do. To save everybody else. Well, I have something I could do too, but. Do your thing, Harbinger. Okay, well, to my fated nemesis that we will kill each other someday, I am just going to do like a real jaunty, sarcastic salute. And then gesture at the last bridge behind Aurorealis and blast it apart with enough force to send these three pods away from the other main body. That makes sense? Yes, that does make sense. And since they were trailing behind, they start traveling in the opposite direction. Good. That's fine. That seems fair. This seems like safety is more important right now, so... For, to get that much velocity out of it, I feel like I would have to take do damage, and I think that would knocks out all of my stats, and as a result, I think Harbinger is going to fall unconscious. Not quite, actually. Being taken out of the presence of the Overlord is different. Uh, all right. See, I could have done something here, too, to prevent this. This is why I got out early. That was my, my plan. I intended all of this. She starts walking towards you. Oh, that was very brave, Harbinger. I can fly, you know. So I am going to use one of the uh, Overlord moves. An offer you cannot refuse. Harbinger, Harbinger, we made a promise. She's going to offer you a quick death. If you refuse, roll plus courage. Well, I'm certainly not going to accept that, so I suppose I'll have to roll plus courage, except it's damaged. <laughs> yep, good luck! All Thanks. your stats are damaged. That's the fun part of being taken out. Alright, so that's an 8. Alright, on a 7 to 9, uh, you get one good chance to spite her first. Cool, I reach into my pocket and crush the lantern that her weakness is in, spreading fire everywhere. Oh, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> it's a pretty good one! Is the pumpkin patch just going to drift off into the distance completely on fire? Ah, uh, these three pods sure are. So as the, um, as the flames engulf the area around you, it hurts. It hurts real bad. But Aurorealis is unfazed at first. She lunges forward, her arm of snow wraps around you, and you start to freeze but then it properly burns her. 
and she feels pain for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> Which of her stats would you like to damage? Oh, good question. Does she have the same one five that everybody does? Let's see. So how Overlord stats work is they get three stats that are basically statements about their supernatural prowess. If one of those stats is undamaged, it is true. If it becomes damaged, it is no longer true. Aurorealis has three of these Overlord stats. Uh, her first is Freezing Touch. Everything she touches freezes. Second is Snowborn. Aurorealis is made of snow. She can reshape herself, scatter her body round, and drift on the wind, which is how she's been traveling everywhere so quickly. And her last stat is Ghost. She is intangible, untouchable, and walks through walls. Uh, well, I want to damage Snowborn because I specifically wanted to prevent her from going after my poor, poor defenseless friends. That does make sense, yes. She cannot scatter through the air here because there is no safe place to scatter to. It's thick with choking ash and oppressive heat. Goodbye, Aurorealis. And then I fucking... Whatever the fuck you're gonna do to me next. Well, she's pretty much uh, out of options here. So she's going to make you feel her wrath. Everyone else hears your telepathic scream and then silence. Ah, uh, what's her... Ah. Uh. I... Uh. As the pods start fading away in the distance. Here yeah, Pop-Tart. You do have a mostly working ship. It's only falling reasonably fast instead of extremely scarily fast. What are the gangways made of? Do they have, like, rope? Like... Uh, the way I've been thinking of them is that it's, like, they're metal catwalks uh, connected by steel cable and piping. Okay. You can also feel, since you feel water, that the steam network is very low on fuel. We're going to crash. Yes. <sighs> okay. I'm going to jump over to Anne-Marley Ridson really quickly, tie together as many leather jackets as I can find, and throw one into Yuria. Uh, oh no. No. We can't be doing this again. No. <laughs> am I... Am, am, is my guess of what you're going to do wrong? Nobody nobody knows I have the golem claws. I'm, I'm saving those. Okay. Okay, so what are you doing exactly here? Throwing just like a, a makeshift parachute? I'm making a rope out of... Um, okay, out of jackets. Got out it. Out of jackets. We are, like, I know we're going to crash. Like, there is nothing we can do to avoid it. But what I can do is try and keep Yuria safe by hopping to the, like, to and from the debris falling down so she can at least fall at a reasonable speed. That she won't die when she hits the ground. I mean, I could also just... Well, hmm. The ship is heading straight for the fog ocean. Yeah, let's jump. Okay, let's do it. Wait, you're jumping out of the ship, Yuria? Wait, hold on. What about- how far away is Harbinger still? Like, you can probably survive the crash. 
<laughs> you can you can just land it hard. You know how to fly this thing. We have both of the pilots here. I can't abandon Harbinger. I want you to be safe, Pop-Tart. But if Harbinger dies, then what is the point of this fellowship? And she's going to use Eager Apprentice. She's going to use Pop-Tart's ability to leap great distances. And she's going to jump towards the blimp with the Royales and Harbinger in there. Yuria, what are you doing? Pop-Tart, ship's in your hands. Meet us at back in Calm City. I promise. Okay. Trust me. I do. Just stay safe! And I'm gonna hop up to the command tower. Give us the piloting check of all piloting checks. Roll to get away. Please oh. be the one person who makes a good roll this session. That's courage, right? That is grace. Grace. Ooh. Well, my grace is my plus one, I believe. Um, let's just check to make sure I'm not telling weird lies. Your grace is plus two. My grace is plus two. I chose that for a level up. Okay. I think you actually started with that, because that's your jump around stat. I got a six and a five. You got a twelve. Hell yeah. So you're going to take the pumpkin patch as far as it can go, and it crashes in the glass desert. I got pretty close. You did get pretty close. And I'm going to flash back to Pan real quick. Mm-hmm. So Knight is flying through the air with you. Goodbye, dragon. And she drops you into a volcano. That seems like a bad decision, but I trust her process. Then her second action is to slice the volcano with her sword and a magical blast comes through with it, and the mountain collapses on top of you. Dramatic much. And then she flies away. Okay, where am I? Where are we? You're in the middle of the flyer planes. Okay. The, the ever-shifting landscape that is as much liquid rock as solid rock. It's not the worst place to be. We're not too far from each other. Yeah, all things considered, no. Now time to have an amnesia subplot where I take a part-time job at the hot spring. So, Yuria, let's, uh, let's hop over to you quick. You find Harbinger is frozen to the floor, and they're bleeding heavily. They have been cut to bits. They've been lacerated. It looks bad. And standing over them is Rorialis looking around. And this is the first time you've ever seen an expression other than calm superiority on her face. As she doesn't know where she can go. I mean, this is the first time she's seen Yuria's face. Just absolute anger. Yuria. Why did you come here? I am not abandoning Harbinger. Well, that was unwise. So what do you do? Yuria is going to just lunge and grab onto Rorialis' left ear. I am activating Heart of Fire for this. Because I want the pain to make her fall out of the blimp. 
Okay, so you're going to just grab her and like pull her with you out of the out of the blimp. I well, I was thinking, could I? I want to rip that ear off and hope the pain would make her stagger out. Okay, the price they pay is you're going to fall with her. Hmm. But yes, you tear off a part of her. You get the piece of her that you need for Pop-Tart's promise. Actually, how I'm going to say that you do this. Because <laughs> I think it's funnier this way. So she's made of snow. So I'm thinking, like, you get a bottle and just swipe into her and take a piece of her. Da -da -da -da. Just tear off part of her, the side of her face, basically. And bottle it. But in response to that pain, she grabs you and you feel your body freeze and she lunges and the both of you go falling from the patch. And poof into the fog ocean below. I did have an idea of how to escape the fog ocean, but... Well, I think that'll be for next time, as the fellowship has been torn asunder. Good night, folks. Good night. Hey folks, if you're enjoying the show, please consider telling a friend, or making a tweet, or supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com feats. We appreciate all of your support so much, and this show wouldn't be possible without it. Okay, so I'm demanding you do like a highlight reel of the best of the pumpkin patch as a in-memoriam thing? <laughs> uh, no. I refuse.